and cut on that. Yes. If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, the Pope on Film. My name is Who Isn't at this point in time. It's a podcast that's sweeping the nation. But only real fans, true hardcore fans that have been with us since the beginning would know two things about us, two basic facts. Absolute, undeniably, really real, and no way made up on the spot facts about the two of us, America's hottest couple. First and foremost, the first thing, the first important part is the fact that, Bunny, in the 70s, you were a well-known roller disco queen. Yes. So, Bunny, uh, what name did you go by, and what can you tell us about this very interesting time in your life? I was Peaches Lacrosse, uh, and I, I, I loved the nightlife, and I loved to boogie, you know. Uh, so there was nothing. There was nothing better to do than to put on a really, really big wig and a lot of makeup. And do my Donna Summer impressions and all the local roller derby, roller roller discos. You know, and that this kind of caught on, got to be sort of an underground thing. Uh, uh, Lou Reed was begging to be my lover, you know, uh, but yeah. I told him that he better get with my friends, you know. Um, yeah. So, uh, ex- exciting times. A-, a lot lost in in a cocaine and ecstasy haze. Uh, yeah. But goddamn, was I cute? That's all. I'm gonna, that's that's where I gotta leave this. I was cute. Good. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first fact. And the second fact is not a little history. Have I died of dysentery? I actually never played yes. that game. What? I I, I must. What? No. I have what? heard of well, it, but I have never played Oregon Trail. 
Okay, well, let me tell you about it. In 1971, a young student educator, still in college, by the name of Don Rowich, was living in Minnesota, and he was trying to think of a new outside-of-the-box way to connect with his children without connecting a new outside-of-the-box way to connect with his students instead of just using a boring old dusty textbook. So he had an idea, I've got an idea, and he started work on a board game. A board game based on the Oregon Trail and he's working on the pieces and the rules and all of that and his two roommates were watching him work on the board game and they knew some rudimentary they had some very rudimentary coding skills his two roommates and so Don Rawich R-A-W-I-T-S-C-H so his last name is basically a sneeze okay is, is so his roommates are looking at him making a board game and he goes, you know, um, we, we could turn this into like a text-based video game. Like Zork. Just like Zork. You are standing in an open field. You know, 1970s text-based video games. Yeah, so, I, that, that, and that's the problem. I, I hated text-based video games with a fucking passion. Me too. It was so difficult. I remember uh, uh, the only one that I was ever any good at was the text-based video game for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. I can never get the fucking babble fish in my ear. Mm, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I would always get stuck around the, uh, the the ship, the 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 ship with the improbability drive. Yeah, gold. I would always get stuck around there. So, uh, uh, Don Rush and his two roommates uh, make a very primitive version of the Oregon Trail in 1971, and and uh, Don shows it to his students and back then you would type in what you wanted to do and the results would come out of a dot matrix printer okay yeah and you would rip off the pages and read what happened to you next really one for his students his students loved it, and Don said, great, deleting this, so he deletes it. Uh, then, and in night, I heard Don, the M-E-C-C stood for the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium. The M-E-C-C was literally a state-owned video game company. Okay. It was a company owned by the state of Minnesota with its sole purpose being creating educational video games for kids. So uh, the MECC hires Don Rush 
And, uh, hey, Dom, do you have any ideas? And he says, oh, I had one a long time ago. Maybe I can uh, try and find it. Turns out uh, he deleted it from all of his information. But apparently the roommate still had a rudimentary copy of it. And so Don brings his game to the company. And uh, Rawich is working on updating the Oregon Trail. And in 1975, they release again a text-based version of it. In 1975, it was just called Oregon. But here's the thing that makes the Oregon Trail a success, okay? So MECC is trying to release video games that kids like. And they're trying to partner with different people, and suddenly these young uh, upstart little tots come in and go, "Hey, how you doing? Uh, me and my friends, we have a computer business that we've just started. It's brand new, and maybe we could work with you guys in your big company, MECC. Wow, we're just a couple of guys in the garage, and this is our high-pitched voices. But wow, uh, I would really love for our computer company." help you in your small little computer business sell computers. And the, the computer company says, yeah, and then maybe if we one day make it big, then we'll be sure to have your video games in all of our computers. And the MECC says, oh yeah, that would be cute. It's 1974, and we're a pretty big company. What was your company's name again? Apple. Oh, sure, Apple. Maybe one day if you make it big, then we'll ride on your coattails. But don't worry, the MECC is going to be huge, and we won't need you. But we've officially entered into an agreement. So the Oregon Trail proper, the actual game with the graphics and all of that, the game that everybody knows, was released in 1985, and uh, if it wasn't for Apple... We probably, none of us would probably know the Oregon Trail because in the 80s, suddenly all of these schools are like, huh, computers. These might be the thing of the future. We need to teach kids about computers and about typing and about how to work them. Huh, what computer should we get? And Apple's there selling them uh, Apple computers. And each and every single solitary Apple computer that was sold to a school and they're selling them all throughout America, each one of these computers has the Oregon Trail on it. Okay. It wasn't for NECC's deal with Apple. We probably wouldn't know what the Oregon Trail is. But uh, suddenly Apple is the biggest uh, computer company in America, and uh, the Oregon Trail was along for the ride. The Oregon Trail proper is released in 1985, and a number of uh, follow-ups, ancillary follow-ups, were released after that, including the Yukon Trail, the Amazon Trail, but nothing really seems to take off the way the Oregon Trail does. So the people at MECC are at a meeting and they're brainstorming and they're trying to come up with the next big Oregon Trail. And they're like, ah, we need to come up with something. What about a journey to the lake? No, what about a journey here? Oh, come on, we need another big hit. Another knock out of the ballpark, like the Oregon Trail. Oh, you know what? We, we're, we've been stuffed in this room for a week. Maybe we should get out. 
get get out to uh, the city. Maybe look around. Maybe something will give us an idea of that spark. So they go and see a local activist named Kamau Kambui. He is a local activist and is having an event and the NECC attends. Mr. Kambui was staging a live reenactment of Underground Railroad as a way to show kids how hard it was to be a slave and how hard it was for them to escape and earn their freedom. And NECC says, I think we've got our next Oregon Trail. Now, put a pin on that. If you've seen uh, shafts before, you should already have a large amount of pins ready. Yes. So you always need to put pins in things. A little bit high, but... I'm, I'm good. So, this week on the Popon film, we have a running theme that connects Act 1 and Act 2 and Act 3, and that theme is The Road to Hell is Paved with Good Intentions. And on paper, the idea of teaching children about the Underground Railroad, that sure does sound like a good idea. Why, yes, it does. A good reason to make a video game a good idea. This is great. But in the same in, world, in the same vein as Oregon Trail, and you know that you you're teaching a historical uh, journey, basically a very a very rough and fraught with danger. Oregon Trail, like dysentery, you brought up, you know. Yeah, we, so it, 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 I, I think one about the Underground Railroad sounds like a great idea. Absolutely, absolutely. But back in the real world, the 1992 NECC game Freedom Exclamation Point ended up being a racist trash fire. So, in the game, you are slave. Already, that is fraught with peril. Yes. Already, doing this to a class of kids in Huntsville, Alabama, Tupelo, Mississippi. How is this going to play in Poughkeepsie? Already, starting off, you are a, any video game with you are a slave. This is fraught and this is peril. And we put those together and it's fraught with peril. So... Uh, in the beginning, you get to choose your starting point. You either start as a slave in a plantation in Maryland or Virginia or Delaware. After that, you get a short biography on your character, and then you get to go meet the slave elders. And the slave elders basically work as, you know, they're... Hold on, you're breaking up a little. They give you supplies and food and health tips before you set your escape. Hmm? You're breaking up just a little bit. Your connection is unstable. I'm on a goddamn My connection should be freaking fine. Okay. Okay. And it might be a part of it. But, uh, yeah, hopefully it should be okay now. 
Sounding better. Bunny? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, God. Bunny? I'm right here. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, he dropped out. Coming back. Coming back. There you oh, go. He's, he's right back. Okay. Okay. Good, 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 good. good. All right. Because I'm really feeling the chat. I'm really getting into it. Okay. So, we're playing the game Freedom Exclamation Point. So, you're starting your escape. First off, your character speaks broken English. And it's reading it, it's, it reads real racist. Okay. Uh, it, the, the dialogue sounds really atrocious, number one. Number two, we're talking about a very early Apple computer, limited graphics. With the limited graphics that they had available, your character looks like a wildly offensive stereotype. Okay.
who have no idea what they're doing. They just said, hey, sit in front of the computer and uh, do some typing lessons for 20 and then after that you can play the overdrive. So, you know, maybe it was entertaining. We did some of our aircraft because we lived in California, so we had some of our tour. Yeah, yeah. we had, 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 we some decisive action. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. amazing. I imagine that in August of 
big exclamation point. I find it hilarious. I don't, a lot of people nowadays know the Oregon Trail. You can say you have kind of disappeared. And most people know what that is a reference to. But I, I, and I say this at the end of every I'm surprised that more people don't know about this. This is true. Yes. I'm surprised that more people don't know about the uh, the, the racist slavery follow-up to the Oregon Trail. What a weird story that is. Well, be sure to join us next week for another next week we are tackling cow tools. Cow tools. Next week, we're talking cow tools. Next week, so make sure you join us next week for cow tools. Another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Across the Missions. And cut on that.